Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. Good morning. We don't we don't have a uh, we don't have much for a cold outro. You got any fun facts? You got any? You no, no, I think I think I'm all out. But we did start a new book, so I think that that's like that's just where the the excitement lies with with starting the hot hand. I I got one actually. Uh, Mark Termel. Um, I've heard the name before, uh, but I'm looking at. So when I hear the name, I'm like, okay, who's this guy? It sounds so familiar. Um, so the book starts off talking about. I I would have to say. And people would, you know, there's going to be some gamers that's listening to this that would probably say, you know, maybe top five, but saying it's the greatest arcade game ever is, you know, not, you know, could start some controversy. But for me, it, Mark Trammell started, was the creator behind NBA Jams. And this first chapter, at least, is, it starts off talking about Mark Trammell. And NBA Jams, it ain't even... I don't even know who the close second would be. NBA Jams is the greatest arcade game for me in, in my time. If I see it somewhere and I'm out at like an event, you know, I, I went still to want a, to play it. Yeah, I still want to play it. I went to a, a work function at a, I think we were at a bowling alley maybe. And well, like I spun a whole, or something. I, yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It was, it was South Bowl. Yep, we were at South Bowl. Didn't bowl at all. Spun the whole time playing NBA Jams and literally challenging and trash talking uh all of my coworkers, and yeah. ended up losing once, and I was devastated all night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet you it's like it's that maybe Street Fighter. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah, a handful yeah, yeah. of games that are that are in there, but that's got to be right up there. Yeah, there's some good ones. I'm just saying, for me, it just don't compare, man. It, this is this is top dog for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, and me, you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah, it's top dog. I yeah. dare it, you know. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of them, but that's top dog. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I like it for sure. Right? Yeah. The uh, the whole book, like the 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 way he, that he's pacing this book out is like, you know, first a little bit of story about Steph Curry, a little bit of story about like a high school in Minnesota, a little bit of story about NBA Jam, just kind of like all these like little stories that he's sort of weaving together to, to make the larger point, which is like, do people get hot? Like, what is getting hot what is the zone does that stuff exist and 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 what does it mean it's very interesting man it's very very interesting yeah you know it's it's also so it's about you know and being in a zone and getting hot and he also does this thing that's great where he talks about like really evolution right like you know how things are created it's basically through necessity, right? So he, he tells the story of, you know, Seth Curry. I mean, at the beginning of the NBA, it was dominated by these big guys, right? Because common sense, you know, it's easier to make a closer basket than it is to make a further away basket. So if you're big and tall, you're just taller than everybody. You can just go over top of everyone and get an easy bucket, right? Um, but then... He talks about this need for, you know, everybody obviously wants to play basketball and everybody would love to be a Wilt Chamberlain. But at the end of the day, everyone's not going to be seven foot, what, one and a supreme athlete. And you know what I mean? Like just this incredible, you know, force. Everybody's not going to be that. So how do you become Wilt Chamberlain without Wilt Chamberlain's uh, prerequis prerequisites? Um, how do you manage that? 
And basically, for a guy like Steph Curry, he he would never be Will Chamberlain. But in terms of, you know, the way his, you know, physical makeup is. But can he be as dominant of a basketball player as Will Chamberlain? And the moment the NBA introduced the three-point line, they started building uh, Steph Curry. That would like that yep. Steph Curry started being built the moment because that three point line basically now allows anybody to no matter how big or tall you are, if you can shoot the ball in the NBA, and if you can do what Steph Curry and the story talks about how he had to fix his shot so that he shoots at his highest point, so yep. now he's no longer six two or six one. He's now when he shoots at his highest point and he jumps at it to his highest height, he right. now he's, is he's six, yeah, he's, he's six eight when exactly. he's jumping, and then exactly. it's you know his hands up. So now he's talking. You know, you're talking about a guy who's seven three. Exactly. And if you can hit that shot at a clip of 42 percent or whatever he's shooting for his career, all the time, like that, be your average. You'll be you'll be you'll be Will Chamberlain. You're gonna be Will yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah. In, in today's NBA, so it was that part I thought was really cool because you know it, it kind of relates to what we talk about with businesses as well. A lot of times they say you know where where there's a need you you, you fill it, and the NBA created this need for shooters by adding the three point line, and from that day there were tons of guys trying to fill it. You know what I mean? Well, and I love how slow it how slow it was, right? Like yeah. you know the the three point line's been. Basically, my own, my entire basketball life, there's been a three point line. Yeah. Right? Like I, I've always known a three point line, basically. And then you look at, you know, um, you know, let's say the average team in like 1993. I think the I think the entire league took like 800 threes in 1993. Yep. 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 Like the entire league. So now, now you're talking about like. You know, uh, the, the Sixers are going to take that this this season, no problem. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's, it's so it, a, a team, maybe even a player, might take that many threes in a given season now. And yep. we're talking about what the entire league took just just thirty years ago. So it is pretty remarkable to see how like things change, and you know, when there's an opportunity, and you can kind of do your own thing. you'll see that innovation and i guess that's a little bit with like to to pull it to the show i mean i'm kind of reaching a little bit but to pull it to the show like you know there was a time where if you wanted to be on the radio you had to like work with nbc or like Mm -hmm. some radio broadcasting corporation or whatever now you're just like oh well i'm gonna buy a microphone and start a podcast and put it out on spotify like i can do this yeah (laughs) so you know it's it's as as things change more opportunities and more stuff you know is available so yeah I absolutely saw the parallel. the The internet is the three point line of society. It really it's, is. It's one hundred percent a parallel. It's the three point line of society. It and and it's so crazy because, right as Steph Curry and the Warriors, I remember the year that Seth Curry. I mean Steph Curry. Sorry, Sixers. You know, got it on the brain always. Right. But as uh, as um, Steph Curry came on. And he became the, you know, the player that he is today, meaning the all, you know, all NBA type guy, MVP, all of that in the year that they won the championship. Right. And I remember watching, you know, all the pundits talk about, oh, they'll never win it. You know, they're too small. 
they, they, all they do is shoot threes. By the this end is, of the season, is, his arms will be tired. Yeah, this is regular season basketball. And, like, it's no different than, you know, what was done, what's done in terms of, like, even the early podcast. I don't, people didn't believe in the early podcast. Like, the regular, you know, like, not regular, but the mass majority. Sure. You know what I mean? And then as time progressed, more and more and more, it just shows you, like, that's how evolution works. Like, that thing in the beginning where people don't understand it, you know, but you see the, the potential in it. Yo, keep climbing, man. Keep keep digging. Uh, you know, keep working on it. It's just like in business, same way. Like you know, if you see potential in something, because you never know when that thing is gonna actually click on, click in for the rest of society. And now look at the three point line. Every team you listen to a post post game press conference. Every coach always says we gotta find ways to shoot more threes. Yeah, this it's is. A- it's, it's a totally crazy. different thing. Yeah. So, you know. so, so, why, why don't you tell me this? Since we, we were talking about like filling an opportunity, blah blah, blah three point lines. Yeah, uh, this is a killer line. The three point line of society. Tell me about twenty four hundred. The movement taking some shots from the three point line. You guys, uh, you had the drop. Yes, we did. And we decided last week that we were going to talk some some like some pure numbers. Yeah. So, how many bottles did you guys prep for this drop? Okay, so so let's talk. Uh, let's talk the first, you know, the first month because that's perfect, right? Like it lines up real nice. So so when we went into January twenty uh, fourth, we we prepped about a hundred and twenty bottles uh, for actual retail. You know, we we made another maybe like fifteen or so. We did some giving some out and using them in you know some of our cooking shows and stuff like that. But for retail, we did 120 bottles, um, and that's what that was the original prep. And in that first month, you know, of of being open on for that first drop, we ended up selling uh, 85 of them in the first month. Um, and just as of today, we are completely sold out of the first 120 bottles. So we moved 120 bottles in the span of 60 days, give or take. Yeah, not even. I mean, yeah, about 40 days. True. Yeah, some 40, 42 days, something like that. And then, and then we reloaded and added some new spices for drop number two. Yes. So how, how how many total bottles did you guys do for, for drop number two? So drop number two, and I guess I should have been uh, – you should have started this book about two, uh, two three weeks ago because I would have went way bigger because I didn't realize that when you're on fire, you just – you know, I, I wasn't thinking like a shooter uh, <laughs> when, when doing shoot. it. Yeah, shooter's going to shoot it. I wasn't thinking like one because in my mind, I thought that maybe we need to scale down a little bit um, just because I thought maybe the energy, we didn't know what the second drop was going to look like. Um, and the second drop, we ended up making uh, 40 bottles pretty much of each uh, for retail. And we're down to, I think, seven of the smoky. And uh, like 18 of the uh, spicy. And it's been exactly, not even a week, actually. A week will be tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we didn't scale up quite enough. So we're in the process of reloading uh, because we just, we weren't expecting it. Well, I mean, I think that like from a pure business perspective, 
it's probably based on what is currently the business model, right? Which is like we're going to do monthly drops. Yes. It's probably better to sell out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you want to create that like, I better I better get it because it might be gone. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's real. So if you are listening, you better get it because it might be gone. Now, we're ordering more. So, you know, sure. but, but yeah, yes, you better get it because it might be gone. This is true. And that's yeah. how, I mean, we, you know, we've seen that in the grocery business plenty, right? Like we've mm-hmm, seen that mm-hmm. that whole like, okay, we're going to make this available for this two-month period for a holiday candy or whatever. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then if you don't get it then, you have to wait a year. Mm-hmm. Like, so so that makes sense to me yeah. that, that that model would apply, especially when you're starting a business like this. Because, I mean, you guys, you don't want to lose money. Right, like the mm-hmm. the goal is to make money, but we're not talking about like millions of dollars here. Yeah, no. So it, it yeah, it and it's it's interesting. Yeah, limited buy label on anything. Uh, mentally, it just like triggers something. You know what I mean? Like like some sure. type of chemical kicks out in the brain when you read on a label. Uh, limited buy. It's like oh, I gotta get this. You know, I gotta gotta get it. You know. So yeah, having things run out is not a bad thing ever. Um, you know, it's, it's especially now going forward, we'll scale up a little more and we'll keep scaling up a little bit more. And if we're running out every time we scale up, that's, that's a great, that's real traction right there. Right. Yeah, that is, that is real traction. <laughs> so let's talk, let's do some, let's do some hard numbers. Yeah. Um, so how, how much have you guys, uh, let's just think about spices. Like how, how much have you guys spent? buying spices preparing spices like all, all that sort of stuff what's your what's your all-in cost there mm-hmm. um and then what is your you know like 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 what kind of margins and, and uh you know what, what's that look like yeah so so all in for just the spices we did in you know if we're just talking spices our all-in cost for the herb um first time around was 600 bucks was our all-in cost going in for the spices. So we ended up, you know, hitting 600 bucks. And then our total profit just off of the um, the spices alone uh, was roughly about $800. Just, just, just spices, just, you know, what we went on, what it cost us with the uh, spices to bottle them up and all of that good stuff. So... You know, it's uh oh, excuse me. That's uh that's total product. Sorry about that. So we sold 119 total products from January 24th to February 24th, and it was 740 dollars. And the profit we made off of that was was 865. That's that's the actual numbers there. I was right. trying to do it off the head uh, first time around, but uh so no now the majority of those you know were 85 of those products sold were spices. Um, but we ended up selling a total of 119. So that's between uh, the face masks, the cups, the, you know, T-shirts, right. everything. So 119 in the first month. So, yeah. So, yeah, cost us $741 to uh, produce that. We made that back. And on top of that, we profited a total of 865 Now, you know, I'm sure your next question would be how much of that profit did we really see, huh? Well, I, I mean, that, that kind of, le- it, it's leading, right? Like I, I definitely <laughs> yeah. want to know, like, so, okay, we, we spent 700, we made 800, 
what'd we do with that 800? <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, we're not, re- yeah. we're not retiring to a sick house in Thailand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, not at all. So we actually couldn't really do a whole lot with that 800 because as you know, um, for the audiences, you know, there's startup calls, you know? So like we had to kind of, you know, pay for some of this stuff that we actually, uh, you know, bought in advance. So leading up to January 24th, you know, just to actually open up a business and entirely open it up, opening up the business, every dime we spent, um, the total operation cost came down to, you know, 26, you know, hundred dollars and 2620 is basically what our total operation costs and some change. Um, and what we did for the, you know, the whole month of uh, January while we were in business, the total, you know, net income that came through website and we hosted it a small event, which we made a couple of dollars off as well. So the total net income that came through um, the business was $2,640. So essentially, the only profit we really you know, had left over once we paid for all the startup costs and all the actual packaging of the product um, for the first month was 19 bucks. So so we, we made 19 bucks what we made, you know. So, you know, the good news is we, we got all that startup back and now we're investing that startup back into the business. So, you know, some of it we, we put aside and now for this month we did two things. So we wanted to improve the videos and stuff like that that we're making. So we went ahead and we purchased microphones. So if anyone's seen the second cooking video, it sounds 10 times better. And that's mainly because we actually went out and purchased some uh, microphones that we all can wear and be able to improve the sound of the, uh, of the videos. As me and you know, from doing a podcast, when you got great sound, that's like step one. it, it, It dramatically improved my feeling about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I Me, already loved the podcast as a project, but now I'm like way more proud of it. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Should have done it sooner. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then we, we, we put back into the equipment. We bought some, read up on some equipment. It also costs us like 200 bucks a month to operate as a business. That's all of our monthly costs, you know, we that right. we uh, have to do just to be able to, you know, stay open. Um, so we had to pay that uh, going into February. Then we also created a new spice and that new spice cost us about six hundred dollars, you know, maybe a little less to bottle everything up, you know. So we had to put that into the into the cost. So that came out of it. Then we decided to add a fresh product, uh, the artwork, you know, which cost us about close to 200 bucks so we had to put that into the cost you know what i mean so all of that came up into the cost roughly about a thousand bucks went right back out the door you know what i mean oh in in another hundred bucks or so for some merchandise that we pre-buy face masks and some cups because we sold out of those things so about a thousand bucks went right back out the door um you know and then the rest of it we don't touch uh, because it's going to help us build towards the community market. Oh, and the biggest thing we did um, that I want to add is we kicked off our give back initiative, which the goal of that is to take a percentage of all the profits and try to find a business 
that exists out there that's in the community that's doing work a lot of you know right now we are focused on trying to find like mission-based businesses um and we're basically trying to bring attention to them and also um give a check to you know support if there if there's is a mission we give a check if they're an actual for-profit business that's selling you know profitable items we'll go ahead and, and purchase those items and try to get the rest of our you know fan base and not fan base but the rest of our supporters to also you know support that organization so we and and true spirit of community we connected with someone who is special to the podcast uh kingdoms keepers outreach we actually donated um, a check to those guys, you know, which was a, a about ten percent of our profits. We donated to them, um, and then we also took and spun about three hours or so, helping them with their latest event. Um, and you know, for those people who are from the Philadelphia area that's listening, uh, we we made um, hygiene bags, I guess you can call them. Um, and then we took like, you know, Wawa Hoagies uh, down underneath the Palco train station where there is currently a um, a oh, man. I forget the word for it, but basically it's a pretty much housing uh, turned into housing for the homeless. And, uh, you know, the forgotten community um, is a lot of them are living underneath there. So we were able to help about, I guess, about 35 or 40 of them that day giving out bags and, and food as well so uh, it, it was it was great man so it was it was awesome to partner up and that's the start of a, a great relationship going forward as we support their mission and they support ours and this is the whole idea like mm -hmm. you know, it, is that you know there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening out in the world and the you know the stories of this stuff needs to they need to be told right mm -hmm. like pe people need to know that like there's people out there starting a business on what amounts to a shoestring budget and you know making you know, not big time money, but little by little improving each month, you know, and going through that process and then putting that money back into the community or back into their business or both. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love it. It's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been, it, I tell you, you know, that their organization is doing some great work and I know we've talked about it a few times on here, but being able to experience and and not just the event that like they come to you in terms of the the you know human homeless community but what that organization does kingdom keepers does is they go to the people in their environment and and you know they didn't leave like you literally went to their environment and just did what we could um and it was just it was the the you know the gratitude the one thing that one of the one of the uh Mem you know the members of their community said to us that i thought was pretty cool was that they don't usually see people like us come down there and help out he actually said something i gotta share it on the show because it was something that i just like it hit me he was like most of the people that come down here to help out they come down here and he's like they usually you can feel their energy a lot of those people come down there and they use you know them to be able to like clear their guilt. So he said, they'll get people that come down here, like, you know, pretty well off people that'll come down and they'll just start handing out 50 bucks to everybody. And he's like, he always feels weird when they come down here. Cause it really feels like that person's just coming down here to try to like wash themselves or repent their sins. Or, you know what I mean? Like in this real, like 
disgusting type of way is, is how he put it to me. And he was like, this is one of the first times where he said, you got these young, strong, you know, big men that are coming down here that like, you know, could be focusing on their families and, you know, like living their lives. And they decide to take a, a day and come down here to help us. And he was like, I, I, we appreciate it. it. It gives, he said, it gives him energy, you know, and, and hope to see like, not just these old people who are coming down to give out money and, you know, really don't care, but people who are young and like, you know, with energy come down here. It's just different. So that that was pretty awesome to hear. Yeah, it is cool to hear. Man, yeah. it sounds like you guys had a big week. I love it. Oh, man, huge week, bro. I love it. I love it. What do you got for this week? Yeah, so so currently today, um, we're actually gonna be putting another order in. So, you know, anyone who subscribed to twenty um twenty four hundred the movement uh dot com uh, emailing list. If you haven't, go do it. If you, you know, and what we're going to be doing is keeping you guys informed with what's going on. We're keep purchasing. We're ordering new product. Uh, we're going to try to expedite the delivery, get it here within the next week so that we can have more of the herb rub on the website and start shipping that stuff out. So you can you can still buy it now. There may be a little bit of a delay. Maybe it takes a an extra a couple of business days to get to you. But we're in the midst of a. Uh, placing that order and trying to get it overnighted so that we can be able to deliver. So that that's our biggest thing um, for the week here. Nice. Just a, a reload. Reload. <clears throat> yeah, get the product. Love it. Yeah, for yeah. me, man, we, we're do, I'm working on the uh, I'm working on this project that I've still been working on. Um, it's going actually pretty well. I'm putting a lot of time into it, but, you know, so Sarah went back back to school. Sarah's in school to be a software developer, so she there's going to be two of us in the house. It'll be great. Um, but so it does, it has ended up taking a lot of time. Um, cause she'll be like, Hey, can you walk me through this concept? Right. And so like, I'm kind of like doing like a little bit of teaching with her and then also trying to do my own stuff. So my productivity is a lot slower, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's, I'm still like moving ahead and kind of going forward. So all in all, you know, heading in the right direction, but there's a, there's a project coming up and I think maybe next week or the week after, I hope, I think, I think we'll be able to talk about it some. So that oh, should be good. Sweet. So yeah. Shout, I think we... No, I was just going to say shout out to your wife, Sarah, because she's been, uh, she's been all over the uh, processes, black and white, uh, you know, uh, Instagram pages liking and, you know, uh, definitely giving up, giving a lot of love from the social media standpoint. I see her the moment I, go ahead and uh, send something out you know it's probably like a couple minutes later there's a there's a like from a uh, like yeah a little like from your wife's page so yeah oh, that, that's good i know i never uh I never yeah there, of course media. there's no like from the devon page no there's no like from the devon page yeah I promise, I'll, I'll like an episode one of these days yeah yeah not 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 one one like yet from the devon page but yeah that's, that's all right that's all right <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you got anything else before we close it up? No, nah, man. Uh, it's just been great, man. Just uh, I'm uh, stay on fire. I would say to the people, man. Like you know, uh, I feel like as a as for us, not just you know twenty four hundred the movement, but for the podcast and everything. You know, once we made a shot, we didn't we didn't stop. You know, we, we shoot or shoot, man. We we kept shooting and we kept trying new things and adding things. If you have an idea right 
and you have energy and that idea isn't something that's going to like completely crumble your entire, you know, like quality of life or life structure if it fails. Um, and there's a way for you to scale maybe that idea down a little bit to try to see if you can get traction first before you go all in. Do it. Do yeah. it. Whatever it is, do it. You know, and, and, and that's where I'm at in my life. You know, uh, one of my partners always says, man, I'm not I'm not passionate about one thing. I'm passionate about everything. And and that's the way that I feel like I'm living life right now. And, and, it, and it's an incredible feeling. That's good, man. It's good. Where can people find us, Vernon? They can find us on first and foremost. Go to the website, man. And new ep- episodes are loaded up on the website. Uh, are they loaded up right when they come through uh, Spotify and Shopify? Or is that another yep. step you have to take? Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought so. I thought I caught it. So 5 o'clock every Tuesday. So today you can go to the website, theprocessesblackandwhite.com, and listen to the podcast. Or you can go to any of the uh you know, major po- podcast platforms and uh, get the website. But follow us on Twitter at process underscore is. Uh, also follow us on Instagram at the process it underscore is. And then follow us on Facebook at the process is black and white. Um, yeah, and read the book, man. Follow us on, you know, get the book. The, it's the high hand. It's a, it's a nice read. What is it, about eight hours, an hour per chapter? Um, and where I, we're reading one chapter per week. So eight weeks, you can finish a book, man. And, and, and it's a, it's a good read and it's a good listen too. If you want to get it on audibles for sure. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yes, sir.